0: All right. Hey guys, Shane Winnings here, and thank you for checking us out here at the Promise Keepers. I want to answer a question that came in as a response to a devotional that I did last week, and so I'm going to pull that up, and this is what it says. Now, this came from someone named Jess, and I did a devotional about how to die to yourself, and how your partner is not responsible for your actions, your walk with the Lord. They don't owe you anything. Um, And so if you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. It's Tips on Marriage. But this is what the comment and the question said, and so I want to address this with the video. It says this, Bitterness has taken hold of my marriage, both for my wife because of my past addiction, issues in many forms, my selfishness and lack of affection, And bitterness on my part for her lack of appreciation and respect. Dying to self is so difficult when pride and bitterness get in the way. Any suggestions on how to deal with bitterness? Now first, Jess, I just want to say thank you so much for writing. Thanks for posting this comment and this question. Thank you for your humility and for your vulnerability. And... You know, to be honest, I'm sure that it's something that more people than just you deal with. A lot of people that I encounter, bitterness is a major issue when there's problems in the marriage. And, you know, I want to address this with truth, but know that it's coming from a place of love. And, you know, sometimes the truth, it it cuts but I think about surgery. You know, I think about a, a friend I had who needed to have a mass removed. The surgery didn't feel very good, but they got in there and they cut that thing out and they stitched them back up and they healed. And the Word of God in the truth does the same thing. It can cut, it can be uncomfortable, it can even hurt. But to root out, The problems, which are oftentimes simply wrong ways of thinking, um, we've got to get in there. And the Holy Spirit has to do some surgery. And so my tips on how to deal with bitterness might not be something that you've heard very often. I, I pray it is, because I believe it's the only true way to deal with bitterness. But without further ado, I'm just going to get right into it. Bitterness... And unforgiveness come from a place of pride, actually, because we feel that we've been wronged, and someone doesn't have the right to do that, and all of a sudden we begin to justify the reasons for how we feel. And I see that in this comment where it says, my selfishness and lack of affection and bitterness for her lack of appreciation and respect. And I see this very often. It's very sad. But it's very common. And there's such an easy fix to it. You see, the lack of appreciation and respect that you're receiving have caused you to show a lack of affection and to harbor bitterness and begin to act selfish. And while it's understandable, it's totally preventable. And you see, that's because... The root of it is pride, and we know that pride is a sin. And so I want to encourage you to look past pride, and I'm thankful for your honesty because you even say dying to self is difficult when pride gets in the way. How do I deal with bitterness? I'm thankful that you desire freedom, and that's the first step. You have to understand hey, the way that I'm acting. The world might justify it. The world might say, hey, you're not being appreciated. You're not being respected. You need to take a step back, reevaluate. Maybe this thing isn't working out for you anymore. You need to set some boundaries. That's what the world says. But can you imagine putting those words in Jesus' mouth? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Jesus was loving. Now, yes, he told the truth and he said that he came bringing a sword. That's because a sword divides, and the truth divides. But the truth is also what sets us free. And so for you to get free, you have to understand that pride is going to be the root of many issues in relationships and in marriages. And that's because we do something like this. We say, well, how could you treat me this way? And how could you do that? And I've been there for you, and I did this for you, and you responded like this, and I can't believe you, and how did you, and why did you... And we have a lot of finger-pointing going on. I'm so thankful that God never did that to us. I'm so thankful that all he did was pour his love out because he knew that his kindness would lead us to repent. So in order for you to pour your love out on your wife, even when you don't feel like you can, you have to die to yourself. How do you die to yourself? You pray God's word over yourself until that's the only way that your mind can think. You know, the Bible says to renew your mind. You can actually rewire your brain. It's been scientifically proven. I wrote a devotional that reinforces that very thought. Within nine weeks, you can reprogram your mind. You can change your neuropathways. Science proves that the Bible is true. One way to reprogram your mind is to begin to speak something different over yourself. It's begin to think a way that you've never thought before. And so when you're trying to pray, when you're trying to die to yourself, it looks like this. It looks like waking up and saying, God, I thank you in Jesus' name that you love me today. I thank you that my wife doesn't owe me anything. Lord, I ask you to forgive me and I repent for ever putting an expectation on my wife. Even expectations that the world would say is totally normal and totally common. God, love does not put expectations on another. Love doesn't seek its own. Love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. And Father, I want to love the way that you love. Jesus, I want to love the way that you love. And so I start by receiving your love. I remove the expectation off of my wife to treat me a certain way or to tell me certain things or to behave a certain way or to respond a certain way. I remove all expectations from her right now. I want to be free to love her, not need anything from her. Lord, you said in the Psalms, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Another version says, I shall not be in want. Another version says, I don't need a thing. That's because, God, I believe you can completely fulfill and satisfy every area of my life. And so, God, I'm asking you every area of my marriage that I have put an expectation on my wife to fulfill, I give it to you. Lord, this lack of affection that I feel, I receive affection from you, God. I thank you that you love me and you're singing songs over me. God, that before the foundation of the world, you knew me. All of my days were written in your book, Psalm 139 says. You know every hair on my head. You know when I rise and when I go to bed, when I come and when I go. You know me, God, and you love me. And I love you. And I thank you for changing my heart and for shaping and molding me to be more like you. Father, I thank you that I don't need anything from my wife, and so therefore I am free to simply love her with no strings attached, nothing expected in return. Forgive me for harboring bitterness, Lord. I have no right to be in unforgiveness. You had every right to completely crush me, condemn me, and damn me to hell, but God, you said that you loved me so much you would send your son. And you said in John 17, 3, that he did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. And I thank you, Lord, that as you hung on that cross, Jesus, you could have said so many things to those who hurled insults at you as you were dying and being killed. And yet you said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And Lord, right now, I release my wife from every bit of expectation, Father, I thank you that if she acts a certain way or if she talks to me a certain way or if she responds to me a certain way, that I can see the way that you see. Lord, I never want to hold a grudge. And I'm going to live by the Spirit so that I don't fulfill the desires of my flesh that want to lash out and want to give her a piece of my mind and want to take a break or get space or whatever my flesh wants to do. Lord, I deny that right now in Jesus' name. I live by the Spirit and I know my Spirit wants to love on her, wants to speak truth over her, wants to tell, you how, tell her how valuable she is, wants to encourage her in the Lord. Lord, I thank you that that is who I am and that's what my heart is crying out for. I don't want selfishness. I don't want bitterness. Help me to become the man that you paid the price for me to be. I die to myself. I humble myself this morning. And I say, Lord, thank you for leading and guiding me. Speak to me by your Spirit. Help me. Convict me when I'm wrong. I want to be like you. I want to love my wife the way that you love the church. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, that's a way that you can pray. Did you know that? Did you know that you could pray that way? Because I grew up in the church for 25 years and I had no idea. Now, I don't have that written down. That just came from my Heart. It came from my spirit. But it also came from a knowledge of the word. And so, one way that you can deal with bitterness is you need to get the word rooted in you. The Old Testament's great, but this stuff that I'm praying, this is from the New Testament. Because I am praying how God sees me. And we know what God is like because He showed us Himself through Jesus' life. Jesus said, I only do what my Father's doing, I only say what He's saying. And we look at the letters and the epistles in the New Testament and we can understand the love of God in a different way. And so I read and read and read and read those books and I began to pray those scriptures over myself. Lord, you love me and you've set me apart and you call me holy, blameless, and righteous because of the blood of your Son, Colossians 121. Thank you that you see me that way, God. You don't see my sin. You don't see who I used to be. You've made me a new creation. I pray this way every day until it becomes real so how do you deal with bitterness you catch a revelation of how loved you are by God because when you understand how loved you are by God you get free because who the sun sets free is free indeed and when you are free you get free from yourself you're free from other people all of a sudden you're not holding others to an expectation they don't owe you anything Because you are getting everything you need from God. You know, I don't need my wife. I just love her and I want her. I don't need her. So she can't let me down because she's not holding me up. I get filled up by God every day in my prayer closet, in my quiet time when no one else is looking. She's not even there. I'm getting filled up by God because when I come out of that closet, I've been filled by the Lord. I've been filled with His love and now I have something to give my wife. If you go out of your house or you go out of your bedroom or you wake up in the morning and you've got a lot of things to need and you've got a needs list for your spouse, that's a recipe for letdown because we're humans and we're going to let each other down. But if the Lord is the one holding us up, then we can't let each other down. And when we do miss it, there's grace to cover. And so I want to encourage you to yourself, pray, pray like that. Go back and listen to this prayer again and begin to let the Lord lead you in your own prayer as you renounce your flesh and as you command it to shut up. I tell my flesh to shut up all the time because it wants to have a voice, it wants to snap back, it wants to be sarcastic. It wants to do this and that, but I don't live by the flesh because the Bible says the flesh is death, but when you live by the Spirit, that's life. When you live by the Spirit, you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh, and so let's be men that live by the Spirit. Amen? Hey, thanks for checking us out at Promise Keepers. Listen, if you're interested in a devotional that I wrote referencing that 63-day, 9-week reprogramming of your mind, I wrote a nine-week devotional. It's called I Will Always Overcome. It's filled with prayers just like the one I prayed every day that I have you pray out loud, and you will reprogram your mind to have faith, to uproot unforgiveness and bitterness and fear and worry and anxiety and all these things in only nine weeks. It's called I Will Always Overcome. It's available on Amazon. It's only 10 bucks, and who knows? It might bless you. So feel free to check that out. Hey, we'll see you next time. Again, I'm Shane Winnings. Thanks for being with us on The Promise Keepers. We'll see you.